Amen. So this morning we are continuing in our series of the greatest sermon ever told, this, this series that focuses on the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preaches. And today we're going to be looking at how do we share spiritual practices in an oversharing world. And up until this point, we have seen Jesus open up by announcing that he is the king. The king that, that Israel has been waiting for. The king that the world has been longing for. And it's a king that we didn't expect. It's not a king that comes and reigns in power with military with power of war, with power of victories and defeat, but it's a king that reigns with love. And he invites the needy, the poor, the meek. He invites those that are thirsty for righteousness into this kingdom, and he announces that there is a kingdom for you. And he teaches us how to be salt and light, preserving good, godly goodness, right? Goodiness, I almost said godly goodness and revealing light of Jesus to the world. And then he goes into to this rhythm of life that changes it from how do we do things and how do we either refrain from actions or how do we act. Instead, he changes our hearts to love. And so this morning, we begin looking at how do we share our spiritual practices in an oversharing world. And we kind of get a glimpse of the culture you see, we, we like to blame social media a lot for oversharing, don't we? But it turns out through these scriptures that we could see that people have always wanted to be noticed doing something, right? If, if, if Facebook existed in Jesus' time, you would see these things online as well. People want to be seen. People want to, you to know how awesome they are. And Jesus shifts his teaching in chapter 6 to that more of a sage with authority and power. And in these verses, through 1, 8, 1 through 18, he confronts the showiness of our faith. And what he is getting at is what we often try to justify ourselves as. Look at me, right? Look what I'm doing. I'm doing good, therefore I must be good. And look at the things I'm doing. Look at the people I'm serving. Look at how I'm refraining from a lifestyle. Aren't I awesome? And we live in a world that so desperately wants that validation. And the danger that happens is it becomes more that we are the hero than Jesus is the hero. We want the glory instead of allowing Jesus to have the glory, instead of allowing Jesus to be our hero and to get that glory. And even if we mention Jesus, sometimes it's meant to point to him as a secondary role instead of for him to be the main role in our life. And church, one thing I'm certain of, and believe me, I've tried this, I, there is nothing, there is no one in this world that I can save. There is no one in this world that I can change. And the times that I've tried to change somebody, the times that I've tried to save somebody, you know, convince them into Jesus, it hasn't ended well. And so what I've done and what we need to do as believers is to let God do the work, right? There's only one that can save, and then there's only one that can change. 
and that is Jesus Christ himself. But I can be a messenger of that. I have that responsibility to be a messenger of that. And it's given me freedom that if somebody just completely rejects it, that I can still freely love them. That I can still freely give them Jesus over and over instead of just saying, you know what, you rejected it, therefore you're not worthy, right? Man, because when I look back in my life, you know how many times I've rejected Jesus? You know how many times that Jesus has still been there? And what we need is community that speaks truth even in difficult times, but still it's Jesus that changes. And so we need to allow Jesus to do the work, and, and we are invited to be a people, a church that points people to Jesus. And that is the best thing that we could do for anybody. If I'm not pointing them to Jesus, then I'm usually pointing them to myself, right? Like I said, there's nobody in this world that I can save. There's nobody in this world that you can save. And you might have a brother or sister. You might have kids. And man, you see them hurting. You see your friends just spiraling down. And you give them the warnings. You give them the truth. But ultimately, you have to give them to Jesus. I can't save, you can't save. But there are a whole lot of people that Jesus can save. We live in this day and age of social media where we share so much, right? And I'm not knocking on social media, trust me. That's where I post all my pictures of my son. And I do that because he's, he's awesome. And I would put, put pictures of you up, but he's better than you. I'm <laughs> And we share because we want validation a lot of times. We want that, that thing that validates us. We want to feel special. And we, we want to show the world that we are making a difference. We desire that praise in our flesh, right? We want that adoration. We can overshare in hopes that we could receive love. And this isn't what Jesus wants. Jesus wants our hearts. He wants our hearts. He wants our love. Jesus wants you to trust that his love is enough. Not the clicks on the, on the likes that you get, right? But man, he's already loved you, and he's going to love you the same forever. Let's let that satisfy our souls. We know that we love Jesus when we love without expectation to get anything or to be seen. That's when we know that we love Jesus. And the Bible says that there are people that like to honor God with their words, but in reality, their hearts are far away. And it's, it's this voice talk. It's just words that mean nothing. It's emptiness. But our hearts need to be drawn near to Jesus. Sometimes oversharing can turn people off or even away from God. Now, it may not look like it, but, but I like to play basketball. Why'd you laugh? That's terrible. I did, I did. And, and there was one time I went and played in a gym. And there was this guy in there, and, and um, it's open gym, so you don't know who you're playing with. You just kind of team up with people. And there's this guy in there. Every shot, make or miss, he would yell out, yell out, right? Not just say, but he would yell out, praise Jesus. 
praise Jesus. And, and nobody's engaging with that guy, right? Like, oh, are you a believer? Where do you go to church? What's this name you speak of? Like every shot, make or miss, and he missed a lot. So it's like, bro, go work on your game. Praise Jesus through your work ethic and then come in here. But, but he was like oversharing, right? He's oversharing, and that's not going to draw people into a conversation when some guy is shouting, praise Jesus, when he's ruining your team's score. Other people on the other team might be like, yeah, praise Jesus, man. Keep shooting, dude. <laughs> but, but it's oversharing. It's, it's, it's this idea that I'm going to praise Jesus, but, but we could do this. We could praise Jesus in how we live and how we love without shouting it at somebody's face, right? And that's actually an invitation because people will ask you, why do you love this way? How can you love in such a difficult time in your life? How can you still have faith even though the world is crashing down around you? And that's an invitation to share Jesus and his faithfulness. Not even my faith in Jesus, but Jesus and his faithfulness. And so we want to learn how to share well, how to practice well. And so we understand that we don't need to make it a show that's all about us, right? But how do we practice spiritual practices in an oversharing world? So the first thing we look at when practicing well what Jesus says is keep it on the down low. Keep your practice habits on the down low. And it says, Matthew 6, 1-4, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from, father, from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you. Eric, we almost had you bring your trumpet this morning. But... Sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you that you have received their reward, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Look at that last thing. That's the promise. You're going to see this a lot. Your father will reward you. We need to have faith in those words that Jesus is telling us. And that shouldn't even be our drive, but we should have faith that even if we're not seeing it now, we will reap our reward. We will reap our reward because our father is generous and he is good and he is faithful. And Jesus says to not even let your other hand know what is going on. And this is difficult sometimes. This is difficult because even if you're doing things out of a pure heart, sometimes it's hard. Laura and I had a, had a friend of ours that was struggling with addiction once, and, and we invited him to live with us as he was getting clean. And it was a very difficult time in his life. It was a very difficult time in our life as well. And it was a friend that we had to, we, we had to have this ultra-sensitive accountability for, Right? And, and we, we, he lived with us for about four months, and, and there were some really difficult moments in that. There were some fights that Laura and I got into that we would have never gotten into if that didn't happen. And, and, and it took years for him to say thank you. 
And there was even a little bit of bitterness that had grown in our hearts. It's like, wow, we can't even get a thank you, right? That's not on him, that's on us. We let our hearts become bitter. When in reality, what we should have done is know that just doing the right thing was good enough. We should have been able to just know that that was enough, and, it, and God worked on our hearts in a lot of ways in that moment. Like, just lower your pride, Greg. You helped a friend out. That should be thanks enough. That should be good enough. And it's not like we were in posting or doing anything about it, but in our hearts, we really, God was really working on our hearts in these moments. That's good enough. What if you get taken advantage of? No, so what? My father's going to reward me. I heard um, a, a preacher say, as he's, getting, he's gotten older, he's, he's gotten more literal a little bit with God's word, where it says, if someone asks for something, give it to him. He's like, now I just give it. Like, you go through the, you go through the thing of, well, what are, what are they going to use it for? He's like, I don't know. I'm just going to give it. If I get taken advantage of, God's got me. And so our hearts need, and we talked a little bit this last week, uh, we need to be discerning in how we give, Right? But also, we need to have a generous heart. And we need to allow doing and loving like Jesus to be enough for us. Not the accolades of anybody else, not a thank you. But man, I got to love somebody like Jesus did. And that should be enough for our hearts. The love that we show should be Jesus' love. And people should be able to see and to hear that. It's also why when we do things like our Fresh Threads clothing giveaway that's going to be coming up next month, so be on the lookout for that. And it's, not, and it's also why in, when we do our homeless pop-up events that we don't take pictures of the individual. We don't want to give out the sense of, look who I'm helping, right? Look who I'm saving. Look who I'm providing things for. Instead of, the time, instead of you'll look at our social media and it'll be pictures from a far away, big picture view, right? And it's meant to communicate that look at what all God is doing for a lot of people, right? And that's our heart. We don't want to overshare. We don't want us to be the hero. We want Jesus to be the hero. So keep it on the down low. Keep your practices on the down low, and I promise that you'll see the product. You'll see the product. The world will see the product because they'll see Jesus living in and through you. So think about that. How do you practice by keeping it on the down low? And that practice will make better, right? Will make you better. And people will see that, and then they'll ask, why are you living in this way? The next way we could practice our faith well in an oversharing world is to keep it simple. What's that saying, kiss? Keep it simple. I can't believe terrible people in this church. My son would tell you that's a bad word, Leah. I totally baited you guys into that. But keep it simple. Keep it simple. 
Matthew 5, 5, or 6 through, uh, 5 through 15, it says, And when you pray, you must not like, be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners. Then they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father, once again, who sees you in secret, will reward you. When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the, as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for the many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And Jesus is saying that the pagans would pray these super long and showy prayers that were meant to show how holy and righteous they were. And they would do it in front of crowds. So look at me moment. Look how holy I am. And we've seen believers like this. And you're like, do you really pray like this behind closed doors at home? And maybe you do. But Jesus is telling us to keep it simple. I had a friend in, in Scotland, and we would sit down over a meal. And, and sometimes my friend and I would buy him, buy him dinner, buy him lunch or whatever, and he would go, cheers, mate. I'm like, oh, dude, no worry. You're good. You're welcome. And he'd look at us. He goes, I wasn't talking to you. That was his prayer. It was simple. He was saying, thanks, God, for this. Cheers, mate. He's thanking God. It's like, no, I, no, I did this for you, man. <laughs> but when you look at the Lord's prayer, it is really a simple and straight-to-the-point prayer. And it says so much. Jesus starts with our Father, giving glory and respect and reverence. And he's also saying our Father. And that's one of the most beautiful things about this is our. He is our Father, which means we are brother and sister. And that he is our loving Father that is connected to us in such a way that we'll never be disconnected to. He is our Father, and He's acknowledging the respect and glory and reverence. And heaven acknowledges that God is over everything, and without Him is nothing. Hallowed be your name points to God, how God should be treated as holy and held to the highest of honor. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Points to the kingdom of heaven that King Jesus himself is proclaiming. That the kingdom will come and God's will, not ours, will be done. Give us this day our daily bread is asking that God would be our strength, will be our sustenance that gets us through our day. Him and him alone. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, as confessing that we need forgiveness. Because we will mess up that day, every day. And also that we would forgive others as Jesus forgives us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is asking that when we are tempted by the deceiver, we are tempted by Satan, that God will deliver us from that. The Lord's Prayer is a simple prayer that has a whole lot. We don't need to preach a sermon when we pray, we need to talk, we need to connect. And we need to listen to God when we pray. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Or Leah will call you stupid. (laughs) The last thing that Jesus says in these verses about practicing faith well in an oversharing world is to keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Matthew 6, 16 through 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you that you have received their reward, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And once again, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Have you ever met the living Christian martyrs? They want to show that they're fasting. They want to show the sacrifices they're making for God. And they want to acknowledge and they want to post about them. They want to boast about them. And Jesus says, that's not meant for us to announce to the world. But it's meant for us to draw near and dear to God with our heart. And we know that God sees us draw close to him. And once again, church, that should be enough for us. That should be enough. Jesus' love should be enough. The comfort of God should warm our hearts more than the praise of man ever should. Think about when Jesus fasted. He was alone in the desert. Think about the times that we read about Jesus praying. He withdrew. Jesus didn't heal and serve and help others for show, but to love, to care, and to heal. And this should be all of our hearts, to consistently point people to Jesus. Why? Because remember, Jesus is the only one that can save. Not us. Not my good works, not my prayers, not my sacrifice. But it's the work of Jesus that saves. It's the words of Jesus that saves. And it's the sacrifice of Jesus that saves. Let our faith always point to that. I'm going to invite the band back up. We're going to close in a couple worship songs. And this first one, you've heard it quite a few times already today. The Lord's Prayer. Personalize that during this song. Sit and reflect and pray during this first song. And then we're going to close with the second song where we get to stand up and sing and shout praises to God. But during this first song, sit and let your heart draw near to God. Let your heart connect with God. And let the love of Jesus be enough for you. Let me pray over you.